It's Philly week. F2. Hashtag die Eagles die. Will it happen? Let's talk. Coming up next. Drop the beat. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. When you put the intro and the outro buttons spread apart, and then you still hit the outro button, because that's what I did today. Um, but I do want to say good evening to everyone. Uh, that was your boy Phil on the intro. I'm Steve. We have Dev. Uh, let me kill the intro running music. Thought, I honestly thought you'd show going over. Like, I you know when they do reruns of TV shows, they do the short intro instead of the yeah. full. Thought you were doing that to us. Yeah, Yam said, uh, "I wish I could feel good as Phil. I just don't see it." And then uh, Corey says, "Tell Dev to wake up." Hey, make sure you check out Corey's channel. He's got uh, Bird Gang Thirty One coming on his channel later tonight. I want to say at nine o'clock. Corey, correct me if I'm wrong. So make sure after this show, you slide on over there and show uh, Corey some love uh, for the family uh, today. We are bringing back our guy, Mean Green, Mr. Terrence Perry. Terrence, what up, bro? How are you? Man, doing what's going on? Man? What's going on, fellas? Man, thank you for having me back. It's, it's truly remarkable to be back on here. Um, I was I was sitting here waiting for this game because I was like, man, I hope you put me back on the show because we had such a great time last year. You know, yeah. with the game. So uh, definitely awesome yeah. to have y'all. And of course, as Phil says, I'm probably the only Eagles fan that he actually, you know, appreciates because, you know, I'm. I'm <laughs> I will say, my, my brother's an Eagles fan too. And he's, he's yeah, very much an Eagles fan. Like you, uh, which is rare. But it's usually people I truly know, like know personally, who are pretty reasonable. It's just the people you don't know who aren't that reasonable. So um, shout out to Terrence, first off, had just had a had a baby not too long ago man shout out to you you look uh kind of rested not really no, sure I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired, man. Look, so thank um, you for taking your time to be with us man i know how hard that nah, is look, um, look man first, look first and foremost don't don't thank me man thank the wife you know oh she, yeah I, they do all the work right? sure, you know, i had everything you know ready and rocking and rolling so i could even have time to sit here and uh be able to take this because i was sitting there the whole week like man i hope i get the call but i gotta make sure everybody good and um, also, we just moved into a new house, so I'm in a different setting now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so everything just been rocking and rolling. But happy to be here. Happy to, you know, have a new season and definitely be here on on this podcast with y'all, which mm-hmm. is awesome and excellent. Yeah. Everybody tune in every Thursday for new exclusive right. information from these boys. They are Mondays too now. Now we're on back to Mondays for post game, Thursdays for pregame. So it's back on the grind. The seasonal grind. Awesome. Yep. Um, so with that being said, uh, for those who haven't heard before, let's give him, uh, Terrence, let's give everybody your, your fan story. Tell us how you became a fan of, of the Eagles. Um, uh, real quick, first, first and foremost, because I wanted to say this. First off, shout out to Yam. You know, been dealing with him uh, since last year on the podcast. So I know he is first and foremost, definitely, 
you know, one of guys, I, I appreciate you. So wanted to get that out there. But um, I've been a diehard fan for, uh, like I said, the longest time I can even remember. I'm just so happy that we was able to bring back the Kelly Greens this year because that's that's the thing that I grew up on and just being able to see those come back again this year and just being able to see the, the, the fans rocking them heavy out there in the stands has just been totally awesome. Um, but that's the old school. Uh, yeah, the old school. That's, I'm even wearing the hat right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited to be able to get back into that and, um, you know, just be able to do that <clears throat> from here on out. I'm going to miss the black jerseys, but maybe they'll, you know, put those in somehow, somewhere in the future. But uh, I'm just happy that we're going back to the old school thing. But uh, again, it's been a fan for, like I said, for however long I can even imagine. That, and it's going to continue to be there for the rest of my life. Yeah, the black jerseys are, are dope, man. I love the black jerseys. On the I like y'all black jerseys. Yeah, people don't appreciate them enough, man. A lot of people don't like them for some reason. I'm not sure why. I love them. We don't. We don't have them enough. Uh, I mean, in fact, I think we only wear them what twice a year. Once a year? I don't even know. I'm only doing this for y'all tonight because I need it anyway. <laughs> yeah, says we have some some damn ass at it. Commanders fans as well. I'm not trying to deny it, but at least we usually take care of them ourselves. Yeah, we we police them up. That's we sick fill on on those those guys. And gals. That's what we do. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I am here as the content cop. <laughs> uh, but thank you for everyone who tuned in. This is episode 220. We're called "Let's Run Up to Philly." We called it "Let's Run Up to Philly" not only because it's a away game up at Philly, but last time we found the recipe to beat philly uh in 2022 with taylor heineke the game plan was just run the ball and keep the ball out of the hands of the dangerous philadelphia offense uh, so i found that kind of fitting and so i went with run let's run philly today and so we brought on our man mean green here to help us uh refresh our memory and give us some uh, better insight into the the three and O Philadelphia Eagles. Let's let's put that out there. The three and O Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so just starting off with that, um, who are the twenty twenty three Eagles, man? Compared to what we saw of the twenty twenty two team and what you've seen in the offseason, what you've seen in the draft, the addition of Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, all those guys. In your opinion, who who are the twenty twenty three Eagles um, compared to like the twenty twenty two Eagles? Um, definitely there is no comparison. Um, the 2022, really? the 2022 Eagles are, were a different team that had already been established with the, um, with the offensive coordinator that had already been there for, you know, a couple of years. This is the offensive coordinator that, um, he's been in the, he's been in the, in the organization, but he was the quarterback coach. So you would think that he would have some type of idea on what to do and how to, you know, utilize Jalen Hurts. But unfortunately, right now, you can actually see that the plays are not working. They're not meshing the way that they need to. And you can honestly see that Jalen is not comfortable with the play calling right now. But because of his poise and because he's so determined and he stays focused, even if he makes a mistake like he did last week when he threw those two interceptions, he stays in the game and you figure it out. And what they figured out now is what y'all did to us last year. We're realizing that them big boys up there on the front line, they want you to run the ball. You got Swift out there, have him run the ball. And Swift has already stated that, hey, I am the number one running back on this on this team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking it, I'm not letting it go. You put up 175 and then you put up 130 in back-to-back games. That should tell you something right there. Like he's making 
making it known that I am the number one running back on this team. And um, <clears throat> I wonder if Detroit's feeling bad that they uh, let him go. I mean, they got Gibbs. Know, they picked up Jameer Gibbs in the draft, so probably not. But I like Swift. But you got to look at it also. Look at what Detroit did with Swift um, when he was there. They used him basically as a scat back most, yep. part. and um, they didn't really have him, you know, going through the trenches. So now people are actually seeing what he can really do. But if you go back and look at the tape when he was in Georgia, he did the same thing when he was in Georgia. But they utilized him in both ways. He was able to run the ball. He was able to be a scat back. But in Detroit, they looked. At, they utilized him more as a scat back because what do they do mostly? They mostly want to go over the top in Detroit and not use the run game. But they realized what they had last year at the towards the end of the season. Like, oh, you know what, man, we could run the ball. But they went ahead and they went young, which is fine because nowadays you can't even pay a running back, you know, top dollar because you don't know if they're going to be injured or not. So you just go through the draft, get you some young, fresh meat, and you keep it moving. And it's the same thing with Swift right now. Will Swift get a new contract at the end of the year? Will he get it during the yeah. year? Who really knows at this point? Because running backs are a diamond dozen now. Yeah. Montgomery looks good right now in replacement of Swift, though. He looks good. He he just he's back today. He, he's back today. Yeah, I got him on a, on two fantasy teams, actually. Me too. Um, Chicago should never let him go. Chicago? Oh no, he came from Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. I think so. Yeah, Chicago should never let him go either. Um Yam says, uh, hey, just so y'all know, I'm making wings on Saturday, then homemade cheesesteaks on Sunday. You know what? That's a great idea. I think this might be a, a Sunday cheesesteak day as well, in honor of of uh the game in Philly. I'd have to do that. Well, I'm gonna tell y'all what I did. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all what I did, you know, in homage to this game, what I made tonight. I made some pork chops tonight. And I fried pork them chops. and I fried them on the grill. It's just to honor the uh the cooking of the hogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, you burned up the swine, man. Got got him. Got him. Major Tony, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, y'all had to go to the government's help to get protected from getting eaten. Y'all had to go get a, had to go get the government to help us. Y'all might be barbecued. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Don't well, the, the 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 2023 Eagles. So, offensively, they're seventh in points scored with 84, and they're sixth in total yards uh, gained, and uh, that's 1153. Mm -hmm. Defense ranked ninth in overall for points allowed, 59, and then 12th in overall points, excuse me, yards allowed, 930. I mean, to me, I think the the points is is the biggest thing. So you guys are ranked seventh and ninth through three games. Mm -hmm. um, I'll pull up here the commanders here in a second, but uh, to compare, although I will say it's, it's a little tough because I feel like last game is kind of threw all of the stats in a tizzy because it was just just such a I don't know. You you know we got destroyed by Buffalo 37 to 3. I had to turn the game off, man. Yeah, I, I know. You texted me two weeks ago, like, man, y'all look good after Arizona. And then uh it all just went to to shit after that. But in the in the inverse, the commanders are ranked 19th overall in points for 58. Now, had we scored a decent amount, let's just say 20 more points, we would be 78. 80 points, which would be right behind Philadelphia at 84. So last game was just kind of an anomaly. And then um, we've given up 86. That's 37 from last game, which ranks 27th. So we're, you, last game really destroyed what we built so far, but it was the first true test. Um, and it's going to be even bigger test coming to our first div, uh, divisional foe coming in on Sunday in, in hostile territory, uh, nonetheless. So 
going to be very interesting. Uh, Yam says, uh, all three games we've gone down early and had multiple red zone trips in the first half killed. Yeah, slow starts, not not a fan of the slow start. So uh, it's definitely, definitely been rough. But going through the rest of the some of the things with Philadelphia, so they're, they're, they, uh, they are 3-0. and um, so far you guys faced, uh, opening, opening the season, you faced the Patriots, uh, yes. beat them 25, 20, mm-hmm. um, placed, beat, played the Vikings, beat them 34, 28. Uh, then you played the bucks and you beat them 25 to 11. So you, you mean, I didn't watch any of those games. I saw highlights, but were any of those games close at all? No. no. So okay. when you look at the scores, so I, I take that back. Um, the Patriots game was close because it was still in the first half when it was close. So um, we had to fight to make sure that we kept that, you know, that victory. But those last two games, those were garbage time points. So uh, we we had a huge lead on Minnesota. Then all of a sudden we started, you know, as, as you say, you know, when you quote unquote play off, I like to say you're preventing yourself from winning the game. So that's what was going on right there. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, we need to tighten it up again so that way we don't lose this game. It was the same thing with um, with when we played um, Tampa Bay. When we played right. Tampa Bay, we were pretty much – it was – they didn't score those last points into the fourth quarter. So when they scored the eight points, because they, they did the touchdown, they, they, um, did the extra, they did the two-point conversion. That wasn't until the fourth quarter. And then, as you all know, we took nine minutes and six um, seconds off of the clock to end the game by running the ball down the field, and they never saw the ball again after that. So, you know, just um, being able to, you know, remain poised and, you know, keep it rolling, you know, that's just, you know, definitely been a a great thing. Now, when you look at the stats as you pulled up for Jalen Hurts, I mean, yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, he – He's not looking too good. He's not looking bad. He's not looking bad, but he's not looking like what he looked like last year. But you have to understand, last year was last year. This year, something different. People got tape on him, but he's still going to manage to do what he has to do to, in order to win the game because he's still commanding the offense. He's still making the um, the right reads. Those two interceptions that he threw last um, on Monday night, when the first one he threw, him and Swift were on the wrong page. Wrong. He went. He he went on a on a um, on a shallow slant when he was supposed to do pretty much like a button hook. He was supposed to come make a comeback route to the ball. When he threw the ball to Devontae in the end zone when they got the one yard and then they got a safety, that was just pretty much Jalen's like I'm gonna just throw it up and you know hopefully you'll catch it and that's pretty much what happened. Nothing. The thing that gets on my nerves with Jalen, you know, is the fact that he throws in double coverage. And this is like, dude, he ain't got to be, you know, forcing it in there and everything, you know. And, of course, after everything that happened on the sideline Thursday night football with Minnesota, they force-fed A.J. Brown. But it wasn't a force feed where he couldn't swallow. He was able to get the yards and he was able to produce. And that's pretty much what happened there. We're able to move the ball, but – as of week one to week three, because I don't know what's going to happen on on um, on Sunday, we'll just wait and see. But week one, it was ugly. Week two was good, but still ugly. And then this Monday, it was better, but it was good. So every week they've gotten better. the The offense has gotten better. They they've shown signs that 
they can keep this thing rolling. But as far as the defense, the people probably look at it and say, like, oh, they're not getting the sacks that they did last year. That don't mean anything. They're they're putting pressure on the quarterbacks and forcing them to throw when they don't need to throw. And Jalen Carter is a man. Dude, totally. He is a man. And I mean, the fact that they're already talking about him in defensive rookie of the year um, talks right now, I'm just like, let let him let him continue to keep doing what he's doing. But the thing that's interesting is he's only been in 48% of the snaps and he's already produced numbers as if he was a starter. Right. So I feel you. The snap counts here, it's, it's, it's efficiencies. I mean, our rookie cornerback, Emmanuel Forbes, he's leading the NFL in passer rating against him, which is like 61, right? Mm-hmm. But he's only played 57% of all available snaps at, at 112. Compared to like Christian Gonzalez, who's like at an 80-something rating, who's played 192. I was looking this up earlier today. Uh, but it just goes to show you that um, these young guys, man, some of them just, some of them just got it. And uh, um, <clears throat> and the veterans, they love the fact that these young bulls are actually coming through and, you know, and they're, and they're progressing and they're putting stuff out there on the field because they're motivating them. Right. And the fact that they're rested because we rotate them in, they're like, hey, I'm making us want to go out there and do more. And, you know, yeah. I'm waiting to see what Hassan Reddick does this Sunday because the cast did come off today. So, you know, we'll just wait and see. I'm not saying that we're going to have a game like like Buffalo had where it was nine sacks because that's what we did last year when we played y'all in the first game and it was 11 sacks, but that was against Carson Wentz. But my, my thing is things tend to happen. Y'all got four, and I count them four first-rounders on that front line. There's not, I want to say there's – Phil, correct me wrong. You got four on the front line. You got Jamin Davis, who's five. Emmanuel Forbes is six. So you got six first rounders on that defense, starting mm-hmm. defense. Am I missing anybody? That's six. Because you got Montez, John Allen. You got Chase Young. Chase Young. And then you got Deron Payne. Mm-hmm. Uh, four linemen. And then you got Jaden Davis and Emmanuel Forbes. So you got six first rounders on that on that defensive uh <clears throat> starting. So six yeah. out of a Jamin Davis. Rounders. He's a first rounder, the 19th yeah. overall pick. Yeah, so you know, looking at that defensive line that y'all have now that Chase is back, um, and going up against our offensive line, it's going to be a good battle in the trenches. So ain't ain't, ain't nothing promised, you know, when it comes on that offensive side. So ain't nobody saying like, oh, we're gonna run the ball up and down the field, you know, and there's like, ain't nobody saying that. But we're gonna wait and see, right? You know, so it's gonna be interesting. It's definitely gonna be interesting. Agreed. Agreed. But, but the defense though. Like I said, if y'all can get that protection together, then then it will have something. But mm-hmm. if not, it's, it's going it's going to be a long day for for, for Sam Howell. We're forty yep. percent of the way there. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got two or five linemen that can do their job. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's go through this, some of the individual stats here for the Eagles. So you got Jalen Hurts. He's sixty three for ninety three, sixty seven point seven percent, which is Pretty good, almost 70%. Three touchdowns, three interceptions like you were talking about earlier. Um, from a running back perspective, you got DeAndre Swift leading the way, 308 yards on 45 attempts, one touchdown. 
Uh, and Jalen Hurts behind him with three because I know you guys like to do the rugby scrum that everyone seems to complain about, but they can't execute themselves. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, stop it. Like Bill Belichick says, like uh, he's going to keep passing. I'm going to keep passing until you stop it. I'm not going to stop just because you don't like it. Um, and people are complaining about the Philadelphia rugby scrum, but it, you know what? I, I don't know. Get bigger linemen in the defensive front. I, I don't know. They're really good at it. Are all his touchdowns from uh, that play? Talking about Jalen, yeah, they're, yeah. All the, they're, they're all on the goal line, and okay. uh, he runs it in. Yep, all three of his touchdowns have been on the goal line this year. I foolishly drafted uh, Boston Scott in a couple leagues, not knowing that uh, Gainwell was going to be the number two. But uh, yeah, so be it. <laughs> uh, receiving, let's look at receiving targets. So AJ Brown leads the way with twenty receptions, two thirty nine. No touchdowns for AJ Brown. Devontae Smith right behind him with fifteen receptions, two hundred six. Um, Yards, two touchdowns, and then Dallas Goddard, eleven for sixty-three, and then everyone else is just kind of, kind of hanging out there. So, uh, that's yeah, the, first, the, the first two games for Devontae is where he got his two touchdowns, and um, <clears throat> and again, the reason why AJ Brown is leading the way with the receptions is because, like I said, they force-fed him last week, right? Thursday, so that's that's where he got all his receptions right now. So you got two interceptions. Yep. Um, all day Slay still on there. Got one for look like a took it to the house for pick six, 70 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, from a sack perspective, you guys have one, two, three, four, five, six total sacks. And it's crazy because do you know how many sacks the commanders have? It's a crazy number right now. Hold on, I'm going to tell you in just a second. I, would, I want to say it's and 10. And keep in mind, we were shut out one game. Yes, we had none. And it's it, the total is 10. We have the commanders are, have. 10 sacks already and that was through two games they had no sacks last last game so 10 sacks through two games uh and then zero last game so uh, the pressure can be there it's got to get it together it's interesting you know you know seeing this the fact that we only have six sacks because quite honestly it seems like we don't have any really yeah it, it seems like that's what i'm saying because we put so much pressure on the opposing offensive line and we get the quarterback off of his timing, it, it just seems like we're not even getting to the quarterback. So when I see these stats that we have sacks, I'm, I'm sitting back like, man, really? We have sacks? But, again, it goes back to when I think about how we dominated last year, it's a different type of dominance this year because one thing I can say is when it comes to the turnovers, we're, we're getting turnovers this year more than we did last year. Like now it's, it's, it's switched where – we had sacks and less turnovers. Now we have more turnovers than we do sacks this year. So, right. You know, it, we're, we're feeding off of that. But then the pressure is definitely there. Yeah, straight up. Cool. Uh, shout out to Yam says, what's the definition of insanity? Our boy Deuce from Red Zone in the Lab. Check him out. RedZoneLab.com. Also available on YouTube. Kicking out all the content and running the Twitter space. It says, Yam, the definition of insanity is to not run the ball. And believe it or not, Coming through 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 two games, I want to say Washington is like one of the lowest running rushing teams in the NFL so far. Um, just for let's just see for context purposes, we have a total of sixty four rushes, and our opponents have rushed against us eighty one times. For the inverse, Philadelphia has rushed the ball a total of uh, where are we here? Where are we here? Philadelphia has rushed the ball a total number of where's Jalen Hurts? 113 
total times. So you guys have run the ball 113 times. The commanders have run the ball 64, almost double the number amount of rushes between Philadelphia and Washington. That's insane. 64 times we've ran the ball and you guys have ran the ball 113 times. That just blows my mind. Running the ball works right now, you know, and that's what Ryan Johnson has realized. Like, Hey, you know what? Uh, Passing game ain't working. Well, let's run the ball. And running the ball is definitely working. And as we all know, because y'all did it to us last year, when y'all came up to Philly, when you run the ball, it opens up the play action. Because you've been getting smashed on the ground so long, pause, you have to realize that you got (laughs) to – your your linemen are going to try to come up to the line. And then you just throw it over the top. And that's what we're doing right now, and it's working. Uh, it's frustrating. You know, the first two games we started passing the ball, passing the ball, and all of a sudden we ran the ball and then we were successful. And then last game we thought it was coming. We thought it was coming and it never came pause. It never, it, the run never came. And so I, I was listening to the radio this morning on the way into work and I uh, heard this crazy stat. I want to say Sam Howell was in college was utilized to play action in the upper forties, 46%, I think. And I think right now the commanders have some ungodly low number of running play action. It's so low. It's one of the, it's the league lowest. So they were like, well, if, if the pass play action was successful in college, why aren't we using the play action in the NFL? <laughs> and, no, and we don't know yet. So, uh, you know, people are giving Eric Bannemi the benefit of the doubt so far, but um, man, you got to, you got to coach to your player strengths. I think we have faith that he'll figure it out, but it's just, it was just frustrating. Yeah, granted it's, it's only three games. It's only three games. And, and, that's, the, and that's the thing, like, and I'm happy you brought that up. Um, <clears throat> that That's why I'm not, like, you know, like, yeah, man, we're doing it because like, it's, right. it's only three games. <clears throat> only three games into the, into the season, you know. <clears throat> and that's the thing that people have to understand. You know, you start crowning people now. Yeah. That's not the way to go. Prime example, because we can all agree on this, they started crowning the Cowboys early, and then what happened to them? They were eleven point favorites to play, you know, to win against Arizona. They what happened? They lost. All Arizona, the fans they were exactly. making fun of Arizona, us. Arizona, Arizona said, "Y'all not coming in our house thinking that y'all just going to run the dog." Yeah, on Josh Downs wanted to lay down. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly right. what happened. So everybody just needs to relax and chill. And quite honestly, um, I'm not. I'm I'm I, I believe in them, but I'm not so completely on Miami right now because yeah. it was like once they put up that 70 bird, it was like, get a number one team, get a number one great team. And it's just like, dude, that's you know what, bro. Favorite. They're not even favored in their own game this coming week. Yeah, it's like, crazy. It's it's like Denver is a mess right now. So come on now. Yeah, Miami, <laughs> Miami plays. Um, hold on. I was just making my pick em picks earlier today. Play Buffalo? Um, yes, and I think Buffalo favored by three and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because the un- because the the three remaining undefeated teams play division rivals this weekend. We play you all; they play Buffalo, and I believe San Francisco plays. Yeah, the Rams. Uh, they, San Francisco, yes. Um, Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo is favored minus two and a half, so technically it's a point five swing for the Dolphins, but still. I will. I will note because I've been pouring over some of the other stats that we have not been talking about. 
Um, Eagles have an interesting dichotomy here. Of course, we ran the ball on them like crazy last season. Um, and that's how we won. You know, we managed to split the series. Took the ball out of Taylor Heineke's hands, put it in Brian Robinson's. Um, this year, the Eagles have allowed a total of 145 yards rushing across three games. That's less than 50 yards a game. Now, granted, teams have only run 48 times against them. Right. Mm-hmm. In comparison, teams have 785 yards passing against uh, <coughs> against the Eagles on uh, a completion uh, on a uh, 81 out of 123 pass attempts, mm-hmm. and they have a you know that's a six, that's 66 percent, and eight touchdowns and only two picks. So one would think. Now, granted, a lot of that is because teams have to throw. They get down early. They have to throw. Right. Or also, um, you stop the run early and teams just abandon it. This kind of plays into the game plan we've been running, which almost makes me think we should at least try, you know, to go run first. Make them stand up and actually stop the run. Get them get them off balance because they're going to expect you to throw. And you're probably going to win off the arm of Sam at some point. Just because the way this defense is set up in 2023, the numbers are starting to bear that out. That, you know, the Eagles do let up a lot of pass yards and they've let up, you know, eight passing touchdowns in three games. But we're just going to, you're just going to have to see how that all, you know, bears out in the end in terms of what the offense is going to do this game. Because it's very odd because we want them to run the ball more. We'd love for them to turn that around immediately and get more of a balance. And we're going up against a team that that's probably not the ideal situation to do that in, statistically speaking. Right. But if we can establish at least in a run game that keeps the defense honest, that's going to open up the pass against the Eagles because that's the only way you're going to win. Is It's going to be through the air, but you've got to keep the defense honest. If they're keying on the pass, you're done for. That that yeah. front their front seven gets pressure. They don't get to the court. They don't bring the quarterback down. They do get pressure. So you've got to keep them honest and play action off of a reasonably respectable run game is going to be big on that. Yeah, yeah, and and um and I totally agree with everything that you said because um you know that's what I was saying. You you brought it up. The front seven gets pressure. We're not getting sacks on a quarterback, but we are at least getting to him and putting pressure in his face in order for him to get off his timing on those routes with his receivers. But when it comes to our secondary, I'll be be the first to tell anyone, I'm like, you know, our secondary is not what it was last year. It's it's just not. You know, yeah, you got Bradbury and you got Slay, but our slot is weak. Our secondary is is, is weak, you know, but – it's, it's just a matter of what are you going to do first? Are you going to run it and then be ready to throw the ball so you can go ahead and pick up those points? Or are you going to come out the gate and throw the ball right. and get them off their toes? Because I'm going to tell you right now, looking at the game tape on every game so far, I mean, I, I honestly thought that our defense was going to be the same way it was last year with the run. And I thought the first game of the year, I thought Ezekiel Elliott was going to run all over us. We shut him down. And then I knew with Minnesota they weren't going to run the ball because they have no running back. 
Right. And then when we played um, Tampa, it was like, okay, I remember when we played them, you know, before they ran the ball on us, they knew what to do. We stopped them. So they run the ball. People, right. Teams run the ball, but we are stopping them. And then right. it comes down to garbage time points and yards where it's like, all right, well, we can't stop the run. So, I mean, if they're stopping the run, we can't run the ball. So let's just go over their heads and, you know, have them just stop the pass and everything. And then what it leads up to is because then all of a sudden when they do the play action just to try to get us off our toes, it actually works in a way. I mean, hell, they did that with Mike Evans last week. And he caught that one-handed pass. I mean, it it was just all over the place. But at the but it was at the end of the game is when it didn't matter the most anymore. So, but one thing I do like about Sean Desai is he's not Jonathan Gannon, and yeah. he actually blitzes. So I like the fact that he brings an extra guy to the quarterback. But again, like you said, Phil. We're not getting sacks. We're putting pressure on that line where it collapses the pocket. And people don't understand that. Well, I'm not going to say people. There are some people that understand. There are a lot of people that understand that. There are some people that don't. Putting pressure in the quarterback's face is just as bad as, you know, sacking the quarterback. Oh, yeah. It's the, oh, yeah. It's, the un, it's the unwritten stat. Yeah. Putting pressure in the face where it's like, yeah. damn, look at all these pressures that they got. It, it's not going to show up on. You it know, shows up as hurries. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going to. It's, it's not going to show up on a Pro Bowl stat. It's not going to show up on you know Hall of Fame stats and everything. They're going to look at sacks and tackles, but those those pressures, those hurries, that yeah. means absolutely right. Uh, Yam mentioned aren't the Eagles like number two in stopping the run? Yes, Yam. They the Eagles for the run. Are number two in the NFL, and they've allowed 557 yards. Uh, On the inverse, they're number one in uh, run defense. Run defense. Yeah, they they run the ball. They stop the run. Number two in in yardage gained. Number one in yardage rushing, not allowed. They've only allowed 145 rushing yards in three games. They played three games, and nobody runs the ball though. And 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 that was another thing that um. That was a big deal for the Monday night game because Tampa was number one and we were number two. So we already get – I even thought to myself, I was like, man, we may not be able to run the ball this game because, you know, they're stopping the run. And mm-hmm. it didn't happen. So that's that's why I say we could go out in this game, have the mindset like, hey, you know what, we could run the ball again. But y'all may go out there and be like, nah, man, we got these six guys that are first-rounders and they play hard. We ain't letting nobody run up and down on us. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like, anything can happen. So I'm not expecting what these last two games have been. Right. It's divisional game too. And it's familiarity. Yeah. It's that part. That crazy number. So Sam Howell has run five play action plays in three games. That's wild. The problem with Sam, he's got to stop holding on to the ball. Oh, yeah, for sure. And on the inverse of that, Jalen Hurts has run 14 play action passes. And the problem with Jalen Hurts, he needs to stop holding on to the ball. Yeah. When you were talking about pressure, do say Young quarterbacks do that, even though they he's do. not young anymore. Yeah. yeah. Pressure impact is play-by-play, and then he said, what did that pressure do? Um, I'm also going to point out that everybody says he needs to stop holding on to the ball too long. Now, let's keep in mind, a lot of that time to sack you saw last week, he was getting sacked trying to get out of the pocket because it was collapsing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he just stood back there and took it. He was 
on the move. There was a number of sacks where he was either trying to run up the middle because there was a lane that popped open, or he was trying to scramble to the outside. Also, as and I can't remember who was that put that up there, but they were showing some of the sacks, and all the receivers are covered. Yep. Zero and separation. He, and with the talent you have of those receivers, you expect one of them is going to break open at some point. And you know, and you're down when you're down too. I mean, you're trying to make plays, and you know, it, it sucks. But this is one of those things where I think one sack turned to two sacks, turned to three sacks, and then all of a sudden now you're down sixteen. Now you're down about twenty, you know, twenty-three, and it's just it, it becomes a snowball running downhill. Yeah. But they got to do a better job of scheming these receivers open, right? All right, let's go to the injury report here very, very quickly. Uh, for the Eagles, um, we have um, Sydney safety Sydney Brown hamstring didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday. Safety Justice Evans with the neck injury didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Devontae Smith has an illness for today, didn't practice. Wonder what that's all about. Yeah, everybody ate that bad curry um, over the weekend. <laughs> That leads into Sunday, and he's got the runs, and he's got to stay off the field. Fletcher yeah, Cox limited. Cam Jurgens guard limited. Quez Watkins limited on the hamstring. Receiver Brian uh, Britton Covey full. Zach Cunningham full. Landon Dickerson guard. Boston Scott both full. For the Commanders, we got running back Chris Rodriguez uh, didn't practice. Had an illness. <clears throat> Not sure what that was either. Percy Butler, uh, safety, he was uh, limited in both uh, Wednesday and Thursday with a foot. Emmanuel Four was full both days on the elbow. Uh, Saint Ben St. Jude's with a neck full, full. And Logan Thomas, our starting tight end, just coming off a concussion, missed last game, took a dirty hit across the middle versus the, the uh, Broncos game from Kareem Jackson. Still caught the ball and scored a touchdown for the record. Uh, but he was limited Wednesday. He's full participant here on Who was it? Thursday. Was it Jamin Davis that got a bigger fine? Yes, then Kareem Jackson. Then, then Kareem Jackson did. Someone did, and the hit was like minuscule. Whatever hit he laid was like, which which nothing. just tells you that new ownership, same NFL yeah. when it comes to this team, because Kareem <laughs> Jackson should have literally taken a suspension for that hit. I mean, that was blatant. Yeah, head hunting. I'm with you. All right, let's go. Uh, uh, we'll start with you first, Mean Green. Philly wins if. Then we'll go down the line here. Philly wins if they control the line of scrimmage. Okay. That's you know, simple. It's, it's just as simple as that. They control the line of scrimmage, then, you know, that, that's pretty much it. And I, and I bring that up because that's exactly what we did, you know, against, you know, these last couple of teams. But it really showed when we took – because this has been emphasized all week, but it's really serious. When you take nine minutes and six seconds off the clock – in a quarter, it, you you got to control the line of scrimmage. You control the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage, the game is over. Because how you, time of possession is key. Yep. A lot of people don't understand that. You can have all the points in the board, but if you're the one that got all the time and you're able to control it and be able to get more points on the board by controlling the clock, and what I mean by controlling the clock is when you're on offense, you're able to control it, and then your defense is able to get you the ball back. Yeah. That is controlling the line of scrimmage. And if you can do that on both sides, then you know that's how you do it. And I'll and me personally, I'll say the same thing for y'all as well. You know, controlling the line of scrimmage. So that's why I say it's going to be a battle. And I bring it up again. Y'all got six guys against our offensive line 
but then our defensive line against your offensive line is is one of the things where it's like who's going to come up who's who's going to show up and play yep because our wide receivers are not getting the ball because of the fact that Jalen is not comfortable with the offensive scheme right now but we're running the ball and I know that y'all see the tape because division rivals get tape excessively easier than anyone else y'all gonna be prepared to stop the run I I I see that happen. I see that happen that y'all are going to be prepared to stop the run. So it's, it's going to be a trench battle, and that's where it's supposed to be. Yep. You can say something, Phil? I mean, you know, I could, uh, I, I got, I actually want to piggyback off of what he said when we get to my who wins if. Yeah, go ahead. Might as well go. Washington wins if. They don't just control the line, control the clock. You need to be pushing 40 minutes. You, you, this Philly's offense is right now what we thought our offense could be and still could be if this line were to ever get its act together. But weapons, I, I never they, they can strike run. from anywhere on the field. <laughs> so because of that, you've got to keep that out. Of their hands. Now I'm talking about at a two to one ratio. That's how you won last year. And that's how you're going to win this year. You simply have to play the grinded out game. It is, if anybody, you know, looks at this game, it's not going to be sexy. It's going to be efficiency that wins this game for Washington. So if Sam Howe has an efficient game, but he doesn't go for 400 yards, don't be mad. Although with the way his offense is, he could go for 400 yards, but he's going to have to throw 50 times, both of which are possible with Barrett Bianami. But it's going to be a lot of short passes. It's going to be a lot of quick gains, you know, and bringing that defense up and then trying to pop one over their heads. That happened a couple times last last time we played the Eagles. You might see that again. Phil, just for context, though, let me, let me sorry to interrupt you. You said four, 40 minutes, right? 40 minutes for context. When we, when the commanders beat the Eagles last year, at 32, 21 the time of possession for the commanders was 40 minutes and 24 seconds. That's why I said it 36 to Philadelphia. That's why so, I said it. I, I knew exactly where Phil was coming from. Cause I remember that y'all, y'all controlled the line. Yeah. I controlled it. And you've got to do it and you've got to find ways and everything. And, and really the thing is, is that a lot of what we've been running is very long developing. Especially as the Bills. Yeah. I don't know why. Eric Bieniemy, for all the, the the concepts he loves to run, because he likes to run very complex concepts, it's not a quick-moving pass game. Now, you can get away with that with a solid line and Patrick Mahomes, who's already experienced. Damn how necessarily isn't that experienced, but you can get away with that if you can hold up the line of scrimmage. Well, you can't do that running these five six second concept plays you've got it it's got to be one two boom one two boom two reads two reads to the left two reads to the right if it's not there you get rid of it keep it simple keep it quick run plays have to be boom up the middle boom up the middle everybody loves the stretch run but if you're going to try to establish the stretch run you better have some bootlegs you're going to run off of that if you're going to run rpo it's up the middle and it, it, it's just, it's got to be quick, 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 quick. Yep. 
Yeah, you got to get your, you got to get the ball past the line of scrimmage, either in the hands of a back or off the quarterback's hand and heading toward the receiver in two seconds or less. There you go, Phil. Uh, Yam says, we have far too much talent on this team, especially on offense, minus a line, to lose as bad as we did against the Bills and to start off a slow week after. Then he says, just posted on Twitter, but the commander's trademark has finally been accepted today. That's right, and finalized. So they didn't want to go in for other names. That's how difficult trademarks may have been. So Mr. Martin McCauley, the trademark hog, you have nothing else to do with your life now. So now you can go find another trademark hog. You get nothing. You lose. Terrence, just so you know, we had a guy in Alexandria who was just – when the team was – I've seen seen the news on it. I've been following it. He thought that he was going to be – he said it was never about money, and he offered it for free. But – who does? I mean, it's always about something, right? I was like, man, you was looking for a dollar. <laughs> you want something. All right, Dev, what you got, man? The Commanders, Philly, I mean, Washington wins if. Uh, how it doesn't turn it over. Yeah. Uh, that's really the key to it, man. Don't uh, let them sucky you into going four picks and, you know, fumbling the ball away. Um, no, you're not going to be any team in the league with four interceptions and a fumble uh from Gibson. Uh yeah. you're not gonna be anyone. Um and nine sacks. Right and nine sacks. The nine sacks <laughs> is terrible. What's messed up is that everything else was so bad the nine sacks is kind of like ah had, yeah it was like the mumbo sauce on the chicken you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody I don't I don't I don't that's the only way I say we win it. We just can't turn it over or we at least have to have less turnovers than they do. I think you also have to make a Hurts a pocket passer, um, you know, because if he tees, if he loads up on RPO passes and play actions, it's gonna be a long night, man. If you cheat, if you have to bring guys in the box and stop the run, and then you have to, and the guys just taking steps forward on those play actions or RPOs, man, it's gonna be a long night, you know. And yeah. that, and that, and Philly makes a living off that, man. They they bruise you and beat you down and beat you down until you have to bring eight nine in the box. Then it, then you're in a, you have a problem. We do have good enough corners, I think. That that actually is a part of our team that isn't really looked at. We have three corners that are doing really well. Our safeties are kind of giving up big plays here and there, though. But our corners aren't really aren't really getting toasted, which is weird because we've got a lot of points scored on those the last two games. Um, yeah. But, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the Emmanuel Forbes and, um, and Devontae Smith battle because he talked about that. You know when he got drafted, so I've, I've been waiting. Devontae, Devontae Smith gonna toast that boy, man. At least, he, <laughs> at least once he's gonna get him. That's just that's just been how he's been. He give he'll give up a thirty. He'll give up a thirty. Yeah, you won't hear nothing bad from the rest of the game. He kind of he's kind of been solid. I think he's right now the number one corner as far as his uh pass against rating. You know, so I think he's got like a thirty one, which is crazy dope. Like it's like one of the best in the league, let alone rookies. Uh, I think Juice just probably playing in my opinion, the best football of any of the defensive backs. I know that Fuller is killing, too. Fuller He's is a killing. Year. Yeah. yeah, so I, I don't think yeah. those three are the problem. I think the the problem is we're getting forced. Uh, it's getting turned around and not getting over in this cover, too. A couple times we got burnt by Diggs because of it when the corner lets him go. Uh, we've had uh, – what's the other – the real fast guy back there plays deep safety? Uh, Percy? Yeah, Percy. We have Percy right there getting turned around, thinking it's a not knowing the corner blitz is moving, so he has to cover the corners deep back and running back into a zone, the opposite direction on another one. Um, you know, so that those are things we have to watch out for. But 
you know, I, I really just think we have to win the turnover battle in order to win. And 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 uh, for Philly, I think it's almost the same thing. Just don't give them short yardage. Don't turn it over. And Philly is better at that because they are a run first team. I know everybody looks at them. They got these crazy fast and crazy good receivers and a, and an all star quarterback that went to the Super Bowl. But really, those guys are secondary to their run game and their offensive line. They usually just play really good defense, uh, which is a, to goat you into mistakes and pound you into submitted. I, I, as long as we don't turn it over, I think we've got a shot. I have a split in these two games. I just don't know which one I'm going to go first. But um, I think that um, we have finally become a run first team and pass second. Because in the past, you know, we always wanted to throw the ball first. And everything, but I mean, that was McNabb. I mean, that was didn't y'all lead the that was in Russian last year or some shit. You said what? Didn't y'all lead the league in Russian last year or some shit? We or? did, but if you looked at how we were controlling the ball, we were actually throwing the ball more than we were running the ball. We were we were running the ball because we were you know into the game with either running the ball or we had like some big breaks on the on the run, and yeah. we probably just had a good you know you know run established game. But if you look at it now, we are literally like okay, look. We are a run first team. We need to run the ball and then open up the pass. It ain't yeah. like it was last year because what we did last year was we did the RPO because everyone was afraid yeah. of us running the ball because they were like, "No, nah, we gonna stop the run." So RPO is hard to stop if you got running backs that you actually give the ball to, or if you actually. I think our RPO will work if you keep the fucking ball. Just every now and then, <laughs> keep the damn ball. Hell, you know what I'm saying? You just is probably fast as hurts. No, the, the issue. Lady. The issue I heard on the just radio was he doesn't. Well, one when they do the when they do the option like that, he never gives it to the back. He keeps it and throws it, and that's what causes the issue. Yeah, won't you keep it and run it? That's what's not happening. Right. Yeah, they said he just keeps it. And runs. You can have runs that are designed to look like RPO, yeah. but they runs all the way. Yeah. But I don't think they call them up that. You yeah. run plays that aren't. Hey, though. Dave Ragers in the chat, Terrence. We know, we know. <laughs> Dave. Shout out to Dave. Dave, I hope everything's well in your household. His wife is a Bills fan, so hopefully you didn't take it, you know, too bad last week. It was it was a rough weekend for all of us. He says, "Boo Eagles." Um, tough, tough, tough. Yeah, but just eat out uh, the fridge this week, wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, Philly. Uh, excuse me, Washington wins. If you guys already said it, I was going to say, but it was just. Just like last time, the recipe's there. Control the clock. Keep their offense off the field. It's going to be tough because their defense is much improved over last year. And I have a question. Uh, they snuck in and got Nolan Smith as well in the first round, but I don't think he's played, has he? He has played. He's, he has played. Yeah, he's okay. been playing. So he had a good hit on uh, Baker Mayfield uh, last week. And, again, it was, it was a pressure hit. It yeah. wasn't even a sack. It was a pressure hit. It threw him off, and it actually um, committed a turnover. So yeah. uh, he's getting out there on the field. He's not getting as many snaps. But, I mean, again, Jalen Hurts didn't get as many snaps. He was out. hurt in the offseason. I think they said they wanted to, like, ease him in. He's He has the – I mean, people were calling him, like, Micah Parsons light. So he's, like, a very underweight, super fast edge rusher. He, he's another – Athleticism. He, he's another Hassan Reddick. You know, yeah. it's just that uh, again they haven't put putting them out there on the on the field. Yeah. And, a, and another reason why they ain't been really putting them out there on the field is because Josh Sweat is doing his thing. There's out no there. point, right? Yeah. It's well, funny you well, said Hassan Reddick. Small if you run on them with small yeah. linemen. You know, because Hassan Reddick in every I'm in a couple leagues that have uh, IDPs, individual defensive players, and Hassan Reddick 
and Nolan Smith are both listed as linebacker defensive end. So they must mm-hmm. have that position flex. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're mostly in the hybrid on um, defense. So that way. They yeah. can just Ron would them. love those guys. <laughs> so, yeah. Yam said, I think they only want to keep Sam in the shotgun position. Not sure why. I don't remember him lining up under center. Right. Um, he does just not that. I mean, we, that'd be a great stat to pull up. How many times under center for shotgun. All right. Matchups to watch other. And is there any specific matchup? That you're looking for? Oh, I just said it. I'm looking yeah. forward to the Forbes and um and Smith matchup. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. So I wonder if that means Kendall Fuller will be on uh, AJ Brown. That's probably it. It'll be Forbes because he's much faster. It's like Devontae Smith. So you're right. Forbes, Forbes and Smith's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, because that's the thing. You know, you want to you want to put speed on speed. Yeah, you know, and he's a rookie. Even though like he he's shown because I trust me. I've been checking his tape out, and I'm just like, yeah, they they got themselves a dog at cornerback. So to me, it only makes sense that they put him on Smith because you want to put that speed on speed, right? Put, you know, put Jew on um, on AJ Brown, you know, and and keep it moving. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to that matchup right there. And then also, I'm I'm just looking forward to the trenches. I, I'm always looking when it comes to your guy. Now that Chase is young, because I I still believe in Chase Young. I, I really do. I just hope that he can just stay healthy, you know. But when he's out there, to me, I'm just like, man, that line is definitely solidified, and I just can't wait until it goes up against our offensive line and just, you know, puts pressure on it and just see how it goes. It's going to be great. It's going to definitely be great in the trenches. But my number one matchup that I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to Ford and, um, and Smith. I see that happening. Yep, fair. All right, Phil, uh, what about you? Any particular matchup, matchup? I am most eagerly, eagerly waiting for on this one. It's a couple of them, but the one I'm interested in seeing is Terry McLaurin and Darius Slay. Another rematch. Yeah. That's a, um, that's a here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. So Terry is one of the big stories right now is Terry does not get throws from Sam the way he has some other quarterbacks on his team. Now, granted, some of that is because we got a lot of guys you can give the ball out to. There's going to be a lot, lot more divvying up of the, of the plays. But let me give you Terry McLaurin versus the Eagles. Okay? Since his rookie year, 2019, his first game, five catches on seven targets, 125 yards, uh, uh, one touchdown. Second game, five on five, 130 yards, one touchdown. Um, another one, five on seven targets, 61 yards. Another one, seven on eight targets, 40 yards. Two on four targets for 51 yards. That was the Carson Wentz game last season. No, I'm sorry, no, I take that back. That was uh, that was against the uh, that was that was that was a um. Taylor Heineke game. Um, hit sounder? No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find the button. I couldn't find the button. Anyway, <laughs> so, and then another TH game. Or no, I'm sorry. This was the uh, the Garrett Gilbert game, I believe. Seven catches on eight uh, attempts or on eight targets, 61 yards. Then last year. Carson Wentz game, six catches on nine targets, 102 yards. 
And then the win last year was eight catches on 11 targets, 128 yards. So out of the eight times that Terry has gone against the Eagles, he has 400-plus yard games. And he makes some catches. So in a total of eight games, he has 45 catches for 698 yards, averaging 15.5 yards a catch and three touchdowns. So, so, you got to get the ball to Terry. Yeah. Simply put, you've got, he's got to win that matchup. And you got to get it to him. He plays well against this team. All right? Yeah. And it's not like Slay is a new pickup. They've had him for a minute. He knows what he's going against with that defensive backfield. So yeah. get that ball to Terry if you can. If you can't, if they're really bracketing him, that somebody else has to be open. But as much as Terry has burned the Eagles in the past, it's got to be in the back of their minds defensively. Right. Always watch for 17. Dave said, I'm with Phil. That's going to be good. Yes, I think it's going to be great. Yam says, looking forward to the matchup of representation of Burgundy versus Green in the stands. Uh, damn Commanders fans better show up. Unlike last week, tired of Phoenix being taken over by the Green Wave from Philly. Yeah, I wonder how how we're going to travel up to Philadelphia. That's going to be a great uh, great question. I don't well, know. We'll be able to get in. I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be. Well, well, we'll get in. You, know how many pe- you know how many fans, including myself, have been waiting for a 1 o'clock game? Because we're tired of waiting for four o'clock games, it was just like, yeah, we know what we did last year, but we don't want to. We don't want these late games. We yeah. want to be able to get in, get drunk, have a good time, yeah. and then go about the rest of our day. Are you going? You're not going, are you? you? Say what? Are you going? Please, uh-uh. yeah. you know, see the way that my life is now. Yes, I can't. Exactly. <laughs> I have a television. Hey, television. I hope she's pregnant because that was me. <laughs> That was thug yeah. like right there. You see my fat ass wife. She ain't gonna walk him serious. Like, hold on, man. What? Stupid. Hope look. she's pregnant. Guys, yeah, I hope she's look. pregnant. Not just pressure. Yeah, says, why can't we ever travel? We just don't. We get traveled on, but we rarely do travel. It, it's kind of you know, take our people won't even show up to our own stadium. You think they're gonna show up in other stadiums? Are you are you are you having a baby? Yeah, he did. He just had one. Oh, sick. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, I know what you're saying. My wife's big. She ain't talking about at the beginning of the show. We eat every day. I smoke a little bit before the show. <laughs> nah, okay. To, to address what EM said, like we get travel, we rarely travel. No, but we do have the whole uh, concept of generations in other cities that are fans of, uh, of this team. There are Washington bars in other cities. Um, Carolina, we own Atlanta. We show out Denver. We show out Denver. We actually saw people fly to. That was crazy. Like, I don't know if people were just like, I don't know, making a long weekend of it and going to see the mountains or what, but, um, Denver's a tourist city now, man. But, but that we do actually has show out in some cities, usually in the South, because there's a lot of generational fans in the South when there were no teams down there until the late sixties. So yeah. their parents, their parents were fans and that kind of got passed down. Now, of course, if you live in PG County and such, you realize that, you know, loyalty is nothing anymore, but nonetheless, um, there is, there's always been, there are certain cities where there is a large contingent of fans and they will show up for games. 
Carolina, we own Carolina State. For some reason, Charlotte, North Carolina is almost a home game for us. It's the only place that happens. So it happens. Yeah. When we played Tampa on Monday night, there were more Eagles fans in Tampa than there were Tampa fans. It was just like, wow. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady left, so the Tampa fans went back. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's about right. It's like, uh, hey, we're going back to our losing ways, so might as well just go ahead and hang it back up. So, now nah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. DM says, uh, Denver's due to military, I believe. Yeah, they got four bases in, you know, Colorado. They got Carson, Peterson, Buckley. There's like Academy. a bunch of a bunch of bases like right right there. Um, this is the Air Force Academies out there too. Yeah, straight up. All right, let's move into predictions here. I'm going to log these and we'll revisit these on Monday after the result of the game. So, uh, Terrence, let's start with you, man. So, for for the record, I'm going to pull up what um, DraftKings is is putting out at least for a spread. Um, so that'll give us a little bit of of something to work with before you make an educated guess. Um, <laughs> so this. Oh my gosh, it got worse. <laughs> okay. So they, they are giving the Eagles right now nine points with an it was over. Eight and a half. It was eight and a half. It somehow it went to nine. It, it was eight and a half like yesterday. Uh, It'll be over, 10 by Sunday. It was over, it, over it was under a 43. Well, at first it started like seven, then it went to seven and a half, then it got up to eight and a half. Now it's at nine. Oh my gosh. Boy, yeah, we're not even yeah, it's probably, it's, yeah, they doing okay. that. That's crazy. I thought. Weather is going to be a beautiful Sunday. High of 77, low of 60, sunny skies. Um, looks like weather's going to be nice for, for, for so that yeah, means perfect. so that means the ball is going to be thrown in the air. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so with that being said, so nine point spread for Philly over under a 43. What's your what are you thinking here? Hmm, man. Not gonna like me on this one. <laughs> Own it. Say it with chest. I'm going. I'm going 35-14. That's definitely the. That's definitely the over, for sure. Damn, you think we're gonna beat you by 21 points? <laughs> Put that down. Put that down. Terrence said we're gonna win 35-14. No, 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 no. no I got it. Okay. Uh. Dev, let's go with you. What do you got? Uh, I got the Eagles <laughs> this one. Um, 28-17. Philly. All right, that puts you – see, over-under was 43. That puts you uh, 45 right at the over. Okay, I'll go. I'm going 17-27 or 27-17 Eagles as well. Um, that puts me – Right at the over as well. One point at the over for the Eagles. We got before we get to Phil, we got Yam. Yam's going 30 to 20 Eagles. Uh, defense will get gassed by the fourth again. So all right, we are three, one, two, three, four for four for Philly. Phil, we, what do you what are you gonna do, man? Anyone else in the chat is listening? Just throw your Right, we're gonna make it five for five. I picked Philly. I picked Philly win this game when the schedule came out. Yep. I picked here. win this game when we finished the preseason and re- revised our predictions. And nothing's going to change on this one. So we'll get one of these Philly games, dog. It's, it's all, going, we always get one. I but you see, I can't do the same prediction as Steve, which is 
I had Steve and Yam's predictions both sitting in my head. Yeah, pick like, one. It's okay. No, 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 no. Change one point. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say because I want to say defense is gonna be markedly better than last week, but I can't and I said the offense is gonna be better, but then that kind of squeezes everything back to the same scores. So I'm gonna, you know, take it a little oddball because I'm gonna think there's gonna be, you know, uh some field goals here, maybe a safety there. 26 16. 26 16. There we got 36 16. 26 16 for Phil. So we all four have us lost. Hey, listen, we do know, like Dave said, it's that's right, jinx the birds. It is bad luck for everyone to pick the same team to win. So maybe something will happen. Who knows? Uh tell the colonel to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, says JDR schemes sucks, but JDR has done a Jack has done a good job of figuring it out. Over I can't, I years. can't say that because we've had a top five defense two of the past three yeah. years. Dave, if you got a prediction, man, throw it in the <laughs> chat. You can, you can continue to pick the Eagles as well, so we can go six for six. Jack always wants to start off the season going very vanilla and kind yeah. of just seeing who's doing what it's rush almost like for, just for every play season goes goes uh he adjusts as the season goes on yeah to see to, to compensate for injury to compensate for how teams are playing them who's who's on a hot streak who's gone cold all that right so it sucks early but you'll always notice that the defenses for jack del rio always get better as the season goes on Unfortunately, it's still week four. That's why I'm not picking them to win. That's fair. I can't argue with that at all whatsoever. Um, all right. Well, let's transition to a free fall for for a few minutes. Put the put the uh, you know the the ever famous music on for a little little freestyle here for just a few seconds. Drop that beat. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we want to thank. Uh, Terrence for coming on here. It's been always fun. Every time we have a Phillies game, and we always we always keep you in mind because it's just nice talking to, to people who are smart, know about their teams, and uh, you know bring bring a lot lot to the table. So um, shout out to you and your and your 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 beautiful bride for having another child and doing all the work, man. Just support her, be there for her, and man, I'm definitely do it, do it, do what you, you got to do, man. Understand. Uh, that's first and foremost the most important thing right there. So, congrats to being, congrats, Dad. Congrats to you. Shout out to you. Um, quick score update: uh, the Lions are trouncing the the yeah. Packers twenty-seven to three at half. So, uh, <laughs> you might want to give uh, old shotguns a Glock Dookie there, Dev. Um, you're probably just talking smack somewhere. I, I can't believe this because I even played Aaron Jones in one of my fantasy leagues. Oh, and he has point three points. I had the Jordan, line winning. I didn't have him blowing him out though. Jordan Love is six for thirteen for fifty yards, one interception, four sacks, and they have a total of seven yards rushing. That's insane. And the Lions are just Jared Goff, twelve for 20, 163 yards, touchdown, interception. But David Montgomery, man, two touchdowns and fifty-three yards. I made hundred. 50 bucks on uh FanDuel Sportsbook betting uh that Saint that uh Amon St. Ron get the first touchdown he did. So man, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, you better go out there on that corner and get that money back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We gotta be careful because we uh 
Terrence and I might be furloughed here come Monday, so we do not. Hey, know. Look, look, don't don't put that in my life. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing you in fantasy football, Steve. Now you got. Oh, you are. Uh, yeah. I have a bad team this you know, year. Montgomery, so Montgomery, you got two touchdowns already on me. Yeah. Look, I, I literally, I literally just made a um a, a DraftKings account like last week. It's so and, fun. Just, and I was just like, man, I may finally get into this. <laughs> it's so fun. The parlays are the funnest things. Like here's 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 a stat for you from tonight's game. The Lions defense has pressured Jordan Love on nearly half of his dropbacks without blitzing on a single play. That's yeah, what the commanders do. do every time. I That's game, what like, Del Vigo does, and it worked against the the Broncos because we it were in pressure against the Bills, rate. Though the pressure rate was even greater than fifty percent against the Broncos. Yeah. So that's it can be done, but if it's not working, start sending the backers. That's where I think that actually, if it, it and, and this, this kind of sucks because it almost telegraphs it, that's where Kaliki Hudson could be beneficial because he does crash the line very well. He is very good at darting through holes and getting into the backfield. He's a north-south backer, but that's why he doesn't see any playing time because he is ass in coverage. Didn't that motherfucker used to play safety in college in Michigan? He played both. He was like a hybrid. Yeah. By the way, uh, someone put it here, and this is true. The, the hashtag Fire Joe Barry is as active now as it was when he was in Washington. Oh, my gosh. He's in what? He's in, yeah, Matt LaFleur brought him over to Green Bay. That's yeah, he's I'm in Green Bay. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's funny. I was, I've watched a couple of games from 2015 and 2016, and we, I remember I hated Jay Gruden. I wanted him fired. I go back I mean, and watch that, and I get even more mad because we were so much better than those records. I got to sign Jay Gruden jersey. They were hurt too. Much. They were hurt a lot. Yeah, like Reed Still, never played. You watch those games, yeah. you're like, this team's so much better than nine seven. They were. Uh, Yam says, talking about Jack Daniels. Scheme still suck. Think about how we've had to rely on fumbles after catches, getting burned repeatedly in both long and short game. I think the players have carried his scheming. I've said that before too, Yam, where I think he's gotten a little bit, not lazy, but he's gotten like blessed by having, like the Philadelphia, four first rounders on the front line who just eat. Um, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't make you have to be creative. And like a do said, send Jamin Davis 12 times a game. Well, they didn't even yeah, hide yeah. him on John Josh Allen. You guys play Buffalo this year? Um, Terrence, I think yeah, yeah, they yeah. on the second half of our schedule after our bye week. That, that second half of our schedule is brutal. We got, yeah, Hanks, okay, we got, you got Dallas, we got Buffalo, yeah. Man, so, we, after your bye we week, got, we, we got some tough ones at the at, on the tail end. Listen to this gauntlet, but you just said it after your bye week, the second week in November, you have the Chiefs. In Kansas City, mm-hmm. the Bills at home mm-hmm. and the Niners at home, mm-hmm. the Cowboys in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You could come out of that bye week hurting. Oh yeah, hurting. Oh, we and we we already see that, man. So that's why we that's we gotta get it together now. You go two and two through oh, that gauntlet, you guys are set. You guys that, are set. That thing is done. But um, yeah. I think we all said if we came, if we. If we came out of this Philadelphia game two and two, we, we're we're okay. We we all had us coming out at two and two. I think I know Phil and I both had us losing this game and being two and two, losing to the Bills too. 
I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the notes, but I think we we all said that after this weekend, two and two is where we would be. I don't know about Dev. Dev probably had that one. Oh man, I guys won the seven games, but they duped me in this picking. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, it's winning seven games, and then you had us winning twelve. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I think we won seven. I don't give a shit yeah. how I mapped it out, but. I still have us losing one game before the bye, but I can still see us going undefeated before the bye. But that one game that I do see us losing could possibly be Miami. Man. Possibly. It is going to be Miami. I actually <laughs> do have us. Definitely going to be Miami. Splitting the season with the Eagles and the Giants. My surprise what's, was we're sweeping the Cowboys. What's the what's the Eagles pass what's the Eagles pass defense rank? Did y'all say that? Uh it's in the twenties. Yeah, they are terrible <laughs> that pass defense. Yeah, I, I've watched I've watched every one of y'all's games, by the way, because my best friend is the Eagles fan. So I watched So that. passing passing defense in yards is twenty five. Yeah, they're like terrible. And they yeah, that's why that's what I was trying to say. I know he said they got a bunch of uh, garbage yards, but it's still fucking yards. You know what I'm saying? But like, for, that cheating. doesn't work for us, though. We we don't need to just pass, 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 pass. No, pass, we can't pass because we, we can't block. Yes, that's yeah. the, exactly. I ain't so saying it's going. Right I ain't saying that. that we're going to take advantage of that. I'm just saying that what he said. I, I he said I think the only loss we're going to have is Miami. Y'all yeah. definitely going to lose against Miami. Y'all ready? Twenty five against the pass. Like there's no way y'all beat Miami. Not even going to be a close game. Not even going to be close. Yeah, says position flex, Buffalo nickel. Uh, give me a master of one versus a master of none. That's right. All right, let's get any other shout outs. Phil, you got any shout outs? Shout out to the Lions. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Shy Guns. You got to check on him, man, after this. You know, I mean, Shy Guns is in the running from, you know, he's he's about to earn his, uh, his triple play of uh, his trifecta of Glock Dukies if the, this keeps up. Man, all right, Dev, what you got? Um, uh, I watched uh, Ahsoka episode seven. If y'all not down with Star Wars, then fuck y'all. But Ahsoka's dope, so I watched that. Um, uh, Blue Beetle haven't been doing much at all, really. Uh, trying not to go on strike, but <laughs> Loki, com- Loki comes out next week, right? We'll find out tomorrow, yeah. Um, yeah. Loki comes out. I hope I'm on strike when that happens because I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Watch Kill Tony and seeing Ric Flair uh, go bizonk, go bonkers and leave the show because he didn't want to insult anyone. Then he got insulted. Kill Tony? Yeah. The I best mean, number one live show on uh, YouTube uh, next to us now. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> the number one show on live, live on YouTube. It's funny. Y'all should watch yeah. Kill Tony. Yem said the Lions are who we should, should be trying to emulate. They should have been evident after last year, and they were my sleeper pick team last year. Yeah, for me, this year was Lions and Jags. I think I said that preseason. Jags let me down so far, though. Uh, Terrence, any any closing closing words, man? Parting thoughts? Hey, man, shout-outs to everybody that's tuned in to the live, and uh, shout-outs to you brothers, man. I appreciate y'all bringing me back on. But, um, look, it's... It, it, it's all about the lines right now, man. I, yeah. I jumped on that bandwagon towards the end of the year last year, and I called it. I was like, they're going to win the division. They're going to finally have a first. They're going to have a first home playoff game in in the last 20 years. I can't wait. They had a home playoff game since 93. Yeah. So the fact that that's going to happen, that kind of deserve it, right? Awesome. Yeah. Dan Campbell, if you watched Hard Knocks last year, I watched it, and he surrounded all of his coaching staff. 
they're all former players. And everyone in the NFL is like, you can't just get a bunch of players and make them your coaches that he was like, you know what? Watch this. It's kind of working. It is working. I mean, we got someone that actually knows the game instead of someone who's actually studied the game. Yeah. I'd rather have them around my team as well, you know, because it's like, hey, I know I know what I'm looking for because I actually but, really want to be. But not everyone can coach. Not everyone can teach. Not everyone can mentor. It takes a special skill set to be good at something and then to pass that knowledge on. And it seems like he's found the right people. I mean, hell, Mark Brunel was our quarterback for a while, so we have some linkage there. You know what I mean? He wasn't. And some people who are horrible at playing the game are the best coaches. It's just It's just a funny dynamic. You know what I mean? Man, prime example, um, Byron Leftwich, you know, like Helen Moore, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, like, these cats out here, man, Chad Henney, <laughs> yeah, yep, I'm with you. All right, uh, Doug Peterson, that. Doug P- that's right, he was a he played quarterback for the Eagles, didn't he? Yes, and oh, for um, and he was a backup to um, Brett Favre in Green Bay, or yeah. Yep. Oh man, Doug Peterson was another one of those backups that never saw the field. Yes, <laughs> did, he did he start a few years at Buffalo or some shit? No, I don't know. No, you, you're tripping. I know who you're thinking of you're thinking of Nathan Peterman, oh, yeah. Nathan who went Peterman. to the Raiders and then now I think is unemployed. But I mean, he came, I mean, Peterson's off the Andy Reid coaching tree. So the, if you're off Andy Reid, usually you're pretty, pretty darn successful. Um, still waiting for Ron to check that block though, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But shout out to everyone in the chat who jumped in. Uh, like like uh, Terrence said, Yam, Deuce, our buddy Dave, um, Marcus jumped in earlier. Corey from On the Warpath, um, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. We'll be back Monday for a post game breakdown of the game that happens on Sunday. Whatever whatever that's going to be, no idea. Um, in the meantime, please go check out the video that uh, Phil just produced. Um, called history repeats itself new new series uh, the bucket hat files not pornhub now phil's got a new series where he called the bucket hat files where he just Jimmy hat files. Bre- <laughs> <laughs> uh, breaking down different sorts of content so tell, what can we expect red shoe diary style from red shoe diary what can yeah, we I expect like to see from the, like uh, the bucket hat files in the future? So bucket hat files is me going through all the interesting little tidbits and such of commander slash uh, Redskins slash Washington football team lore. So this past time I talked about the Dallas Cal the the, yeah, yeah. the history repeating itself. Hey, by the way, yeah, they've been they've been back in Detroit for almost twenty years. I, I don't want to wait another almost twenty years for us to see success. But anyway, we I'm going to take a look at some of those little interesting tidbits in history, spotlighting players, spotlighting games, you know, just kind of some some bite-sized bits of history. This past episode, this first one, I talked about how there was two games in 1992 and in 2018. We beat Dallas 20 to 17, and the game-winning play, the, the touchdown that won the game, was us forcing a fumble. At the goal line on Dallas's quarterback and then picking it up for a win. In 92, it was Aikman. In 2018, it was Dak. But it's such a mirror image of each other, of these two plays. I had the video up and everything so you can see it. Um, 
And as I get better with my editing software and the voiceovers and such, um, I, the, the, the production value should be a little bit better. Um, if only the NFL would understand what fair use is. Yeah, we just stay getting hit with copyright strikes, man. It's either copyright or shocking content, or but you know what? Mostly we have fun. Be. We have fun. That's all that matters. That's why we. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> We're not for everybody. We are not. Yeah, Phil showing his love sure muscle for anybody. Showing his love yeah. muscle online. Yim said, uh, "Sure, it's been 20 years, but it still counts." And they're constantly working on the stadium. Ford Field. Ford Field. Is that what it is? Ford Field. Ford Field. That is a nice yeah. stadium. The decline sure. started when they moved away. Fuck Ford. <laughs> Says the GM guy. All right. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast anywhere on your audio podcast platform. Like I said, Apple, Google, Spotify. You just search for us. We'll be there. If you're watching YouTube, please go hit that like button. We would greatly appreciate it. Or you can hit the dislike button. It don't matter. We'll take any love, any comments, any feedback. Try to make us better. That's what we're all about. Thanks to Terrence for joining us. Uh, best of luck to you guys on Sunday. May the best team win. Um, you guys clearly have a nine-point advantage right now. So the odds are against us. <laughs> Those dirty birds, man. Um, once again, Terrence. I will, I will say this, by the way, Terrence. Yeah. You're going to like one of my upcoming episodes of the Buckethead Files. Well, you may or may not. <laughs> but you are going to like the content of it because there's a series of games playing back to back to back to back to back years between the Eagles and the Redskins that I'm going to cover because it was just a series of just, just murder ball. I hope you put the Monday Night Massacre in there. No, uh, we're going to put like that. Mike the body bag game will be a part of this. Yeah, I did a poll after the Buffalo game and I was like, listen, how does this Buffalo loss of 37 to 3 compare to the Monday Night Massacre? And, and the Monday Night Massacre was won overwhelmingly. But I guess because people are disappointed. I was disappointed because we have so much talent on this team. Back then we, we had Donovan McNabb. <laughs> I mean, we thought we we had a quarterback at the time, but man, they just came out and tried. It was what 58 to 20. 59 to 28 i think it was it was something like that it was it was bad i think half the crowd left by halftime shoot i even left oh you were there <laughs> yeah that sean jackson just ate our lunch that day man him and mike Vick both and then he then he becomes a, a redskin what two years year later yeah yeah especially yeah. with us oddly yeah crazy all right, we go get up out of here. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back Monday. Uh, we love you guys as always. Peace and hail. Go yeah. birds. <laughs>